the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Robertson to Cummins, steers it down to third man. It's got plenty on it. Will it reach the rope? They'll get at least a couple. Diving. It's full run. No. It's knocked no. over the boundary rope. <laughs> Pat Cummins drops his bat and helmet and wheels away in celebration. Australia, where they fell two runs short on this ground in 2005 due to a stunning unbeaten stand of 55 here this afternoon for the ninth wicket. Cummins and Lyon have led Australia to one of their greatest Ashes victories by two wickets. Yeah, Adam Collins there for SEN Cricket. Every ball that he called throughout the five days was an exciting one. And what a day to be an Australian sports fan. It's the only day I feel on the morning of Origin 2 where Origin took a back seat for the start of the day as the first win to the Australians in the Ashes was built on courage and a courageous stance by the captain, Pat Cummins, and also assisted by Scotty Bowl and Nathan Lyon. Of course, that man, Usman Khawaja, absolutely outstanding. And the Australians take a 1-0 lead in the Ashes. You always want to win the first one just like Queensland did in the Queensland Origin, Queensland New South Wales Origin one in Adelaide. And that's why we're here today for Sports Day. Scotty Sattler here. Daddy Vass Cohen is joining me as well. G'day, Sats. How are we? Did you catch much of that last night? Mate, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, it was when the keeper was in. Uh, Alex. Alex Carey. Carey, yeah. Obviously only got 20 in the end. But, um, yeah, Cummins came in and... and Bit of a partnership with Lyon and the boys. Uh, the boys did it in the end, didn't they? It just you know, the opening batters at the top level batters must be sitting back. I can't believe we're talking about this on the day of Origin. Yeah, you know, one of the most exciting days in the sporting calendar in Queensland, uh, and we'll get to that very very soon. The rest of the show will primarily be about Origin tonight. How important this game is, but a lot of those top order batsmen like your Smiths and your Labuschagnes and your Warners and Co would be sitting back and saying. Why are we relying on Nathan Lyon and Pat Cummins <laughs> to get us home? To get us home, and like I said, they were so courageous and resilient. Uh, it was one of those great moments in 2005. England, the exact opposite. They did exactly that to us in the game at the same field at Edgbaston, and Australia have been able to return serve. So, yeah, amazing, amazing night of cricket. An amazing day to be an Australian sports fan. Did you see uh, Murph Hughes? Yeah, in the yeah stands yeah. there. Yeah, Merv Hughes. So he, oh, both cool. he and Jeff Marsh, who son Mitchell Marsh, of course, Mitch Marsh is in the Australian squad. They take over a tour every year, and there was a big group of Australian supporters, all in yellow, like tracksuit tops, and they really dominated well, a large part of this one area of, of the of Edgbaston and uh, they're parochial. And seeing Merv in those final moments, it was like he was still playing. He was just on edge. He was <laughs> nervous, and he, it was written all over his face. It was great drama. It was it's outstanding. Like you today, mate. Oh, I am. I'm so nervous. And <laughs> so this afternoon, walk down Caxton Street, as I do each and every year, just to get a vibe of what's going on. And it is the lunatics are out of the asylum. It is crazy. I went to the Brecky Creek Hotel today, the famous, most one of the most iconic pubs in Queensland. I went there to have some lunch, and uh, there was a, plenty of Origin fans going there for what they look like they do every year. I've got to say there was half of the uh, one area at the Brecky Creek was filled with New South Wales supporters that have travelled up this morning for the game. So New South Wales supporters are doing everything they can to try and hijack this match tonight. Uh, their backs are against the wall, New South Wales, because Queensland are coming in um, with all the momentum. Their first game win, of course, 
they've had some force changes through injury, but they've had a pretty streamlined preparation, haven't they? Sats, who who do you think in the New South Wales squad is under the most pressure tonight? It's always the halfback. Mitch Moses? And the captain, Mm. James Tedesco. Yeah, James Tedesco, it's fair to say he has been dangerous, but not the normal James Tedesco that we see, always threatening the line and one of the most dangerous players. I fear him the most. I fear that he's going to explode. And if he does, he can single-handedly beat a side. Mitchell Moses is the number seven. doesn't matter whether it's Mitchell. doesn't matter whether it's Mitchell Pearce. doesn't matter whether it's Nathan Cleary. They, they always come under pressure, the, the number seven. Do you know what, Sats? Before this series started, I heard audio of Tedesco saying that in origin, when Cleary's there, he's a, he's a little bit apprehensive of overplaying and taking away from Nathan Cleary. So it'll be interesting to see, obviously, Cleary not there, how he will react to that. Yeah, some players can't react to other other players who are very dominant. And Tedesco's a dominant player. Well, at the Roosters, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's probably very apprehensive. And being a, an unselfish captain, thinking about his number seven, the playmaker, should be the one that's running the ship. And, yeah, it will be interesting tonight. Don't know whether, you know, whether Mitch Moses stands up. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on when we, we look at our warm-up segment for Ream around some of the questions in origin tonight. Now, when you look at the Queensland camp, it has been streamlined. The only disturbance has been the Ben Hunt scenario, but that really wouldn't have rattled any cages in the origin camp whatsoever, uh, most notably Benny Hunt. I don't think it's concerned him. He's got the ability just to really bunker down and think about the game. Um, but I've got to say Cam Smith, as he always did as a player, doesn't give too much away when asked about the team's preparation this morning. No, one to seventeen at this stage. Um, you now we had a, a staff meeting after the boys had, had finished last night, and you know, Billy didn't mention any changes to the lineup. Didn't mention any changes to what do you think will start tonight. Um, that may change. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, thanks to Australian Made. It's important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo and be sure it is Aussie. Now, yesterday, Matty Rogers and I caught up with our old friend Gary Belcher to talk about Origin 2. Strokes off Hesler. Gets it away. Horton on to Hagen. Hagen away now for Belcher. Yeah, he was a mainstay for many, many years for the Queensland Origin teams, the Kangaroo teams. He's also a mainstay on the show for many, Mm. many years also. And he's one of the great guys. He's a great, great friend of the show. Gary Belcher, of course, joins us on Sports Day to talk Origin. How are you, Badge? Hey, Badge. I knew I should have changed my number. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you changed it. How can you be struggling this week? You need me that much for this origin. Well, Well, you're a legend, mate. That's the thing. I I know you don't think it, but you're an origin legend, Badge, and we want to speak to origin legends. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I know. I don't know. I would have been about seventh on the list, but anyway, you worked your way through to me. I'm happy to chat to you guys. It's pretty exciting times, of course, with um, the Maroons up 1 0, but I'm telling you what, I'm not buying into all this crap about us being massive favourites. I saw one booking agent, uh, agent today, uh, or betting agency, offering $4 New South Wales. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Now, this segment's brought to you by World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Mate, I, I wanted to ask you, Badge. I, I'm, I mean, I am 
so impressed with the way that Billy Slater seems to handle the press, his coaching, the way he goes about things. Um, what are you seeing when you see Billy in front of the camera and, and going about his work? Yeah, really as, equally as impressed as you are, Rat. Uh, you know, and he's, he's not, uh, you know, he's one of the great players. And, and I know Sats has told the story a few times about, you know, Craig Bellamy saying that he reckons out of you know, all those um, those great minds that came through at Melbourne at the same time, Billy was the most likely one to be a, a really good coach. I'm seeing that. But I think this is a big test for him because yep. if ever a coach is... Look, look, I'm not saying coaching's easy, but when your side is up against it, they're underdogs, everyone's bagging them, they're playing for Queensland, half of them, for, you know, a lot of them for the first time as, as they were in game one and, and in games last year. I think, you know, you've you got a side that's really well motivated and they're going to be dead set having a go. you just got to fine-tune that a bit. But this time around, they're big favourites and that in itself is a massive challenge, I think, for a coach. So I think we'll, we'll learn a lot about Billy's coaching in this game if he's been able to convince these players that, you know, they were 10 minutes away from being beaten in game one and and this isn't much, isn't much difference, not much different, this New South Wales side, to what they faced then. Um, and they are they are going to be highly motivated, the Blues. So I think this yeah this will bring the best out in Billy. Or we'll find out just if he is uh, if he's able able to coach a side and get him up for it when uh, you know when plenty of people are declaring him winners already. Badge, is it fair to say that everyone on the outside of Origin focuses a lot on scoring tries and and scoring as many points as possible? But those that have been involved in Origin for for many many games, like yourself. It's far from scoring points. It's it's so much more about the little tiny things. Oh, it's a yeah, it, it's a real battle of attrition. It's a real mind game, you know, with yourself. You you kind of go, you kind of go to places you don't think you could go. I mean, I I remember the first times, probably the only few times I ever cramped up in a game, were in state of origin because it just all of a sudden you're running that much more. You're on your toes the whole time. You you can you're just trying to compete in every little play so it's not yeah it's not always about the tries and the points you know it's as much about saving tries but it's all those little battles getting every single one of them right and you know we might we might look at that Queensland performance and it was rightly so they were amazing what they did in that first game being a man down and coming back from there but there'd still be little things there that Billy would have picked up his coaching staff would have picked up and said hey look we still didn't quite get all of our efforts right and there's there's areas that we can all improve on um, but yeah, it is. It's it, there's a hell of a lot to it, Sats. Um, it's it's not complicated. I can tell you that. It's not complicated. It's just about having a dig on every every single play that you can. Now, as they get closer, you know, the first few days, you in your day, you, you'd have a drink, and in this day and age, they probably do the same thing behind closed doors. But they play a lot of golf. And it's very relaxed. But as you get into the week of Origin, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Could you sense certain players and the intensity in their preparation was starting to lift? Maybe their attitude was a little bit more moody? When I was playing? Yep. Yeah, I can remember that, actually. It's a long time ago, Sats. But, yeah, <laughs> look, really, really, we were really super casual early in the week. And I think that was part of the key. You know, I, I went in there the first time I went into camp the first you know, year was in 1986. And in 87, I was always pretty intense. and But... You know, guys like Fatty and um, you know, I remember clearly Greg Canescu and Brian Niebling and, you know, Wally. Now, they're all just, whilst we knew we had a job to do, it was pretty lighthearted early in, early in the week, early in the camp. And I think 
that's been one of the keys for um, for the teams that have succeeded over the years. There, there, there comes a time late in the camp where you've just got to tune in and you've got to focus and you've all got to pull together. But if you do that a bit early, you can kind of go into the game, you know, almost having run your race and um, you can, you know, find yourself falling a little bit flat. So, yeah, our, our, our camps were always uh, a hell of a lot of fun. You know, I think Jacko and Peter Jackson and the likes would, you know, probably have five days straight on it. I'd probably... <laughs> do three and then go like, hang on I can't I'm not used to this my body doesn't like this I've got to get ready for for a big game but um yeah there's plenty of opportunities there was plenty of opportunities for a good time there probably still are for these guys but I do know that they um you know as far as uh consuming alcohol goes they're much more professional than we were yeah mate it's been a long time since uh, you've just been able to sit down and watch a game of origin without calling it mate what are your plans for for tomorrow night, what are you up to? Well, I'm going to be there um, hosting a corporate function. Oh, Cash um, loves his cash. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not all cash. <laughs> um, and a few, and a, you know, a bit of a feed and a few beers and a good time. Um, yeah, hosting a corporate function that I normally do, so I might even have the chance to stick my nose into Pop the in. SEN box and see what uh, what the pros are doing. Yeah. Um, unless you guys. Are you guys calling it or are they off the pros? Yeah, we'll be on the mic, mate. So, mate, do you still get nervous? Before, <laughs> as, a, as a fan, mate, do you still get nervous before yeah. before Origin Games? I do. I do, yeah. yeah. I, I don't get nervous. Look, I do a little bit when the Raiders are playing at times, especially when they're struggling. But mm. absolutely when Origin is on and when I'm there and I found myself in, you know, watching game one, I was just at home. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Cohen for Origin 2 at Suncorp Stadium. Tonight, kickoff not far away in our warm-up segment. Thanks to Ream, Ream Manufacturing in Australia for over 80 years. And let's go through some of the, the most obvious questions, the most obvious topics coming out of, of tonight's game. And... Daddy Vass, you've written down here, Co. what has Mitchell Moses' focus got to be on? Yep. His second origin match, mm-hmm. he had a lot of pressure on him in the game against the Bulldogs to perform, which he did, and that's what ended up sealing his fate when it come to getting the number seven jersey ahead of Nico Hines and Adam Reynolds. What's he got to focus on? Making his tackles because he is going to have so much traffic coming his way in the first 10 or 15 minutes. Because his greatest asset is his passing game, but most importantly, his kicking game. He mm. kicks long. He's got the longest kick. not Probably not the highest kick, but the longest kick in the NRL. So make your tackles because you're going to have every man and his dog coming at you. Tino, Fafida, uh, Cotter. You'll have all the big men coming at you. So make your tackles first and foremost. Kick long mm-hmm. because you want Queensland coming off their trial line as many times as possible. So just keep turning them around, turning them around. And by sending a heap of attackers at him and making him tackle and tack, hopefully he'll be fatigued that his kicks won't be as long, if that makes sense. I feel like when Mitch Moses is on, his running game's on. Yeah, he is, but his, his, his forward pack is always dominating. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Payne Huss is obviously – he's got to be up Payne Huss's ribs as much as he can and Stefano Utoikamanu. He's got to be up their ribs. Yeah. He, he's got to – they've got to be able to – 
be able to create a really good platform for him. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is he's got to get Tedesco involved. He's got to bring Tedesco into the game somehow, whether it's getting him through the middle of the forwards or or giving him early ball and just let him do what he does. So, um, how do you think he'll uh, Freddie will use uh, Reese Robson? I'd start if I was Freddie. I'd start Reese Robson because mm-hmm. with Tino and Cotter coming through the middle with a lot of speed, they need a really good big body in there that to tidy up the defence and be really resilient defensively. And so, therefore, if, if they're winning the battle after 25, 30 minutes, that's sort of seven or eight minutes leading into half time. bring Damien Cook on. And if they're winning the battle in the middle, Damien Cook on the batter, back of that can can really annihilate you. One for Queensland, Jeremiah Nanai. Be interesting if he starts because he's only played one game in the last five or six weeks. So... Will he blow out early? Will his lungs blow out early because of the intensity of the game? Possibly, but he's young. He's young. So, you know, you're more you're more durable when you're young. He's got fresh legs as well. So I, I think Nanai Nano will start. I'd I'd be surprised if he doesn't start, put it that way. Right. And he I don't think he'll play the whole game. But there is a concern there that with Fafita and Nanai, Fafita you'd think can't go eighty mm-hmm. at high intensity. Nano hasn't play, has played one game in six weeks. So who's going to who's going to take that back row Mate, position to give him a bit of a rest? I'll tell you what. If Queensland I, at a win tonight, Pat Carrigan, man of the match. So is that who if Queensland win? Yeah. It's a it's a fair um it's a fair bet too. He's gonna to be involved in everything. He's gonna play eighty minutes, you'd think. He didn't play eighty minutes in Adelaide. He, funnily enough, he came off. But I think tonight he plays eighty and he he plays eighty standing on his head. I think if Queensland win, I think Reese Walsh is the the best player. It's it's easy to say Munster; he'll be involved everywhere. But Reese Walsh will have his hands on the ball the most out of everyone, other than the hooker. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Reese Walsh. If New South Wales wins, who's your man of the match? Uh, Tom Travojevic. I'm saying James Tedesco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's got a he's got to be nine out of ten tonight, Tedesco. Right. Based on what he's thrown up so far this year, yep. he's trying hard. He's just not as, as effective. So, and the most obvious one is who wins and why. I, I think Queensland win, and I think with the preparation they've had, I think they have, could potentially win comfortably, like thirteen plus. Wow! If New South Wales win tonight, and it goes against everything Queensland and Origin, um, it doesn't go. It it doesn't fit the same narrative when you say Queensland lose a close game. Because usually they win the close games. But I think if New South Wales win, I think they win by a field goal or maybe two points. Spectacular fashion. Yeah, late. some sort of late field goal. And, and they've got the man to be able to do it with Mitch Moses. Stephen Crichton intercept. <laughs> He's good at the big moments. <laughs> uh, your hot water needs replacing. Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a rim. We'll get a news update thanks to Polaris after the break. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, welcome back to Sports Day. Sats and Cohen here today on Origin 2 Suncorp Stadium. Again, 
as we get closer and closer, the nerves start to rise and a news update. Thanks to Polaris. Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And news broke today. Dolphins sign Jake Avarillo on a three-year deal from the Bulldogs, 2024. And they've got a, they've got a good little team starting to, to form. Yeah. Yeah, That'll so be you've a got force next year. Well, you've got Farnworth, you've got Flegler, now you've got Avarillo. I think Farnworth will play fullback, and you've got Jermaine Asako, who's a what prominent about, try scorer, what about point the hammer? scorer. You've got Hammerso, who yeah is playing fullback at the moment. So Farnworth may have to play centres again because mm. there was the thought that he was going to go there on the assumption he was going to play fullback. Okay, so that's going to be interesting. Tom Gilbert, of course, good young forward. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King, tremendous young. Young hooker, uh, Tessie New. So they've started to compile a really good side with Asai, uh, Asai Katoa as well. So that's a good signing. It's interesting with Phil Gould. He was questioned by Bulldogs fans, you know, why? I'm not happy about Avrilo announcement. And he basically just said, we can't, fill every, we can't fill, fit everyone under the salary cap. Unfortunately, some players on the open market will demand big money and we don't have the money in the salary cap. And he signed off his tweet by saying, we love Jake, and I'm very happy for Jake that he's going to more or less earn the money that he deserves on the open market. So it's a blow to the Bulldogs. For the fullback for the Dogs, Hayes Perham. Perham, yeah. Yeah. A lot of fans are saying that Avarillo should have played fullback over he's, him. They've tried him at fullback. They've tried him in the halves. I think centre is his position. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But they've tried him there before, and he has matured a little bit. But I think I think centre is his position. So he's going to the Dolphins to play centre. Yeah. I think be both he and Farnworth. Will be the centres. And Branko Lee just... Well, he, he's just there for depth. Yep. And if you've got Hammer at fullback who's killing it, it's, it's pretty dangerous, and Val, isn't it? Val Vermeninga. Val. <laughs> Val <laughs> Tavare. <laughs> I thought... That, I, I didn't see the signing of Val Holmes. No. <laughs> Polaris Ender Financial deals are on now. Get up to $3,000 free accessories on Polaris Rangers. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, it's usually Sats and Rat, but uh, Rat is doing some cashies at the moment at some functions around Origin. So it's myself, Scotty Sattler, and also Cohen here joining you on a Wednesday. And in the world of the Roosters, Joseph Suwali'i has put to bed any rumours around his future at the, at the Roosters. Now, there was a rumour getting around about three or four weeks ago. I didn't know how true it was that the Roosters were thinking about releasing Joseph Suwali'i. And this was not out of the Roosters. This was just in rugby league land. There was some speculation. The Roosters thought that his mind wasn't on the job since signing with rugby and there's a chance they may release him early, which means he would be available for the World Cup this year for the for the Wallabies. Now, as I said, we never heard that out of the Roosters, so they're usually a club that keeps everything pretty tight. And he's put to bed any rumours, like I said, that he will still be at the Roosters and he won't be breaking his contract um, and he'll stay at the Roosters till the end of his contract, which is 2024. And he's been quoted as saying, I will see out my contract at the Roosters. I was really clear with Robbo through the process of signing my deal with the rugby union. It was a hard decision to leave, but I always chased my dreams. And that has been my heart. Now, he went to Newington College, which was, uh, is he Newington? I think he's Newington, which was a, which is a strong rugby school. At the time, he was signed with the South Sydney Rabbitohs as a, as a development player or a junior development player. 
and then was, of course, signed by the Roosters uh, a couple of seasons ago. Tremendous young player. It's a shame to lose him to the game, but I'm glad that he's actually – this is actually goes against what the Roosters usually do. Players don't usually come out and make comment, and I like that he's actually come out and just put put to bed any rumours that he was leaving the club. And let's, let's hope that now that he's done that, he's got some weight off his shoulders. He seems like a mature young kid, and – he can get on with playing rugby league and see whether the Roosters can make the finals. Tell you what, Sats, I reckon he's going to finish the season really strongly. He's had four weeks off. Mm-hmm. He come, I think he's come back next round. He's got so he got three weeks for that high knee lift. Yeah. So he's got one more week, I yeah. think, and then he's yeah. back again. Mate, he, I reckon with that break, that three week break, no injuries. I reckon he'll, he'll, he'll fire. I want to see him back on the wing. Yeah. This young in his career, I just want to see him on the wing. That's where he's most effective at the moment. Yep. Yeah, bringing the ball back. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, and it's 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 harder con- to contain a big winger than it is a big centre. If that makes sense, you can get mm. numbers around a centre. Um, oh, I'm glad he's coming. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, let's wrap the show up, and uh, what an exciting time we have. In store for us very, very soon. Kickoff in Origin 2. Can Queensland seal the Origin Series for 2023? And there's a lot to happen before that happens, Daddy Vass. Oh, there is. It's getting very close now. Mate, uh, who do you think is going to be the first try scorer tonight? First try scorer. Now, there's there were rumours that possibly the wingers will swap. I don't think they will. So I'm going to say on the left side, Murray Tuolangi off a Reese Walsh pass. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, yep. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Reese Walsh. Yep. Okay. Off a, off a dummy. Dummy. Around, at speed. Yeah. At the speed around the back play. Yep. Crashes over. Uh, who are you most worried about from the New South Wales Tedesco. side? Tedesco. I'm worried that he's going to explode mm-hmm. on a fast track and it yep. will be a fast track tonight. It's beautiful weather. It's, it's been dry for a number of weeks. I'm concerned about Tedesco. Right. What about you? I, I think Cookie in the first period of the second half. Okay. Yep. Yep. Footwork around the ruck, speed. Yep. Uh, final score sets. Queensland 28, New South Wales 12. I'll go 14-10. Tight one. Queensland. Yeah? Yep. Can't wait to hear the crowd. Can't, cannot wait to hear the crowd. National anthem, welcome to country, everything. It'll be outstanding at Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is Sports Day with Sats and Cohen on a Wednesday afternoon. Go Queensland. Thanks to Gary Belcher. Have a great Wednesday night. Hope you enjoy Origin. Talk to you tomorrow night. Queensland.